Hello and welcome to another edition of the Nairn County official podcast brought to you by our digital partner Top Car Inverness and main sponsor Murray Travel. We've got another special podcast um, for you all. It's been six months since um, our chairman Mark Kelman joined the club and we thought it'd be a good time to, to bring him in um, onto the podcast and get a bit of an update of what's been going on behind the scenes at the club and, and all the sort of hard work that has been going in that's maybe not doesn't get seen um as much but you know just give give that sort of transparency as always as, as much as we can on on what we're striving to do before we get uh, tucked in and we welcome mark onto the podcast just a, a special mention about thank you to everybody that has bought uh table or our seat at the sportsman's dinner or for friday the 24th of february we are sitting way over 250 hitting 300 um, people at the moment in time so there's not too much space left but there is a couple a few tables still to be had and if anybody is interested please um get in touch whether via social media email um ken uh, loads who, who's managing the sportsman's dinner for us at, and that's ken at crewholdings.com or you know it's still available to buy individual seats or tables via fan base so yeah it's going to be shaping up to be a good night main fundraiser for the club and um you know we've seen what's happening on the pitch at the moment in time with, with the the great run that Stephen and the, his backroom staff have got the team um on at the moment in time and the, the sort of momentum and feel good factor is and you know events like this sportsman's dinner are going to be in, integral to um raising much needed funds to to improve the team and and you know match the ambitions of the manager and the committee and obviously you the fans as well of, you know challenging for silverware in the uh, future talking of runs obviously we've had one defeat in 10 league games so far we've got lossy mouth on saturday uh, the twenty eighth of Saturday, twenty uh, eighth of January, um, at Station Park. So hope to to see as many people there. And then we follow that up with Straffs Bay away the following weekend before um, title chasers currently undefeated Brecon City um, come to to Station Park on on Saturday the eleventh of February. But the main thing we're here for uh, today is to speak to the chairman Mark Kelman. Mark, welcome again. How are you? Very well, Michael. Good evening. Evening. Um. So, Mark, we'll get into it. You know, you, you first joined the club as chairman just over six months ago now. How do you sum up your time so far? Well, I think it's uh, safe to, to say, Michael, it's been a, an absolute roller coaster. Um, I can remember a few months uh, when, I, when I started uh, back in April, uh, standing with Scoosh, it was towards the, the end of our game against Forest, uh, and of course the, the best five 0 home, and uh, Scoosh saying to me that he can never remember a defeat at home as bad as this uh, in a in a derby game, and I'm thinking, oh my god, what 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 have I done here? Um, to be honest, uh, I um although, although I I knew there was some work to 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 be done and pitch I, I didn't anticipate such a, a difficult season I, I don't think anybody on on the committee did um you know 
great to see fast forward six months and the squad and the management have had an incredible turnaround, um, as you said, with, with nine undefeated games and some great results. And I'm delighted with the progress they're making. What is, um, you, you touched on it there just in terms of, you know, it is a sort of volatile nature of football in itself. You know, it can be up and down or, you know, expectations are, are not met or you go beyond your, your wildest dreams and stuff like that. What has surprised you most about the role of chairman of the club? I think, you know, although you know, I, was, I was very well briefed uh, when I started the, the position, um, the vast nature of everything that, that I, I need to deal with is is huge. Um you know, the, the, the club, you know, and, you know, a lot of people just see what that part they're involved with, whether that be first team or whether it be involved with a youth team. You know, the whole organisation as, as a whole is, you know, there's a, a lot of clogs uh, keeping it move, moving. Um, and, and some of that and some of the stuff I've, I've been dealing with certainly surprised me. And obviously, you, when we got you on the first time around, we had, we had a bit of a chat about what was the sort of first things you were going to, to look at and take on what was the reality what were some of the those main tasks you ended up doing when you first started um initially you know i want to know what what made the club tick get to know um the the volunteers um and and the fans um get to meet the or get to know the, the sponsors um i spent a fair bit of time looking at our financials um how can we improve what we're doing currently um, what other opportunities that could bear some fruit were out there and try and piece together a plan for, for this current season and, and also the next. And as I'm sure you can imagine, my focus very quickly and uh, then turn to the pitch. Yeah, and obviously we talked, touched on it there where, you know, things maybe didn't, or did, definitely didn't uh, get off in the manner um, this season as we, we perhaps hoped. And, you know, you weren't, it wasn't too long after you were in the door that, you know, Ronnie Sharp stepped down as manager and, you know, we needed to go through that recruitment process. Um, and, you know, how did you find find that process as a whole and, and, and what did you take away from it? Um, glad it's over. Uh, glad it's uh, not a monthly task. Uh, I think at the time it was actually probably... A really good task um, for us as a committee to, to undertake. It certainly ensured that all our ambitions um, were aligned at the time. Um, big takeaway from it for me, I think, was our, our first meeting with, with Stephen Mackay and how organised, how passionate and how ambitious he was for an Aaron as a club. And, and that's something that's certainly rubbed off on us all. Yeah, and he's obviously we've we've touched on it there as well that in, in terms of the great start that he's got you know um as a whole you know since since he joined back in October he's obviously a, a very ambitious manager. How do the club committee ambitions compare to his? Yeah, I said the the boys from the hill and hospitality for the Banks of D game, and they asked this very question. And it's a simple answer. We're on exactly the same page. We want to challenge the league. And ultimately, I want to see some silverware back at Station Park. One of the things that was mentioned when we first recruited Stephen and mentioned again you know, a few weeks ago at the Q&A at the Legion was this going to be a long-term commitment for the management. 
And to be honest, and, and to be clear, this is my own words, no, nothing it's, it's ever come from Stephen. I think if anything would make the relationship fall down, I think it would be if we didn't have the same ambitions. Um, Stephen was very clear um, with his expectations and, and what he required for not only this season, but the next. And myself and the committee are focused on delivering them. Yeah, and, and obviously we, we talked about some of your initial ambitions um, for the club on, on that first podcast we did back in July. You know, and I'm not necessarily talking purely on pitch because obviously we we, we, we talked there about silverware and, and, you know, challenging for, for honours. But in terms of off the pitch and, and the sort of setup of the club, has your own ambitions changed since take it in the sort of view in those first six months of being in? No, I, I, absolutely not. Um, and hopefully that's something that can be seen, particularly from supporters that six months ago, you know, we, we said we wanted to build a sustainable club, one that can compete in the league and it's in the heart of the community. And six months in, I, I think we've made good progress to, to achieving that. On match days, obviously you're you're busy on match days. We're we're hosting in hospitality, and you know you you're out there talking to the fans and and those that are connected to the club or, or perhaps visiting the club for the first time, but um maybe sponsors and and ever such like, you know what has been the the general feedback um on the club when you've been out and about speaking to these people. Well, if I had a, a pound every time I was asked if I was uh, from there, uh, the, the player pool budget would be getting a, a sizable increase. Um, Hospitality-wise, the, the feedback's been been great. And uh, we've, we've certainly got a few parties that have had a, a good day out that they certainly won't remember. Um, okay. Hospitality, uh, going forward, something that we're, we're hoping to to, to, to grow and, and improve even further. And, you know, we've, we've got our, we had our first hen do, we've, we've got our, First stag do for for a while coming up in the next couple of games as well. So so that's great. Um, supporter wise, it's all been very positive. Um, I'm I'm conscious um, that you know we've we've been on a, a winning run. So so that could change uh, very very quickly. Um, I'm glad uh, however to see some faces that haven't been at Station Park for quite some time uh, return. Yeah, and I think that that's obviously a a, a big thing for. For the club as a whole is um you know connecting more with, with the town as a whole and you know you look back on, on what we've been trying to do this season whether it's through you know shirt designs you know things like team hamish you know events like the um christmas eve dip which you know was was very well attended and i think it it sh- hopefully shows a lot of the sort of work that the club are looking to do and, and we'll maybe touch on the um the youth plans in a little bit as well but you know in order to challenge uh, for, for that silverware more regularly we are looking at how how we increase so that the revenue coming into the club and i mentioned at the top of the podcast about um the sportsman's dinner obviously that's moved to inverness for, for this one which you know wasn't a decision taken lightly by by the club but has been one thing that we've done to obviously look at maximizing uh, income what else um you can speak about just now is on the agenda for for helping increase revenue into the club yeah well, very very quickly in the, in the sportsman's dinner you know it's, it's 
prime example of you know it's it, it, it was a, a very difficult decision um it's the main fundraising event of the year um and you know we we wanted to get get it right and and give the club the best opportunity of raising as much money as possible um its plan seems to have come together it, it looks like it should be a, a set a sell out event and you know we we should will get much needed funds uh, back into the, to the coffers um, initially, you remember back in the, the first podcast, and I talked about going back to basics, and uh, we we did go back to basics, and we we looked at a number of things. Um, for example, tea hat. You know, what else? What else can we be doing? How how can we improve our offering? Um, Club nineteen fourteen. You know, how how do we get more members to join? You know, can we improve um, the the benefits of joining to try and attract more more people into it? How do we get more people playing the, the 50-50 club? Um, so we've looked at all these things and we have, you know, the way this season's gone, you know, we haven't implemented some of our plans as, as quickly as, as I would have maybe have liked. Um, we aren't too far away now from the end of the season. So a lot of these things that we've looked at will probably be, be starting at the start of next season. Um, bigger picture-wise, you know, Sportsman's Dinner, you mentioned it's the biggest fundraising event of the year. We've talked about a lot of events to be to be held at Station Park. And, you know, they are, are going to make a fairly large part of, of my plans over the course of this year on, on bringing more revenue into Station Park. And we've got a, a lot of ideas that we won't divulge just yet, but uh, there, there could be uh, a... a a few big events at Station Park. Yeah, you know, and, and based on some of the conversations we've had, yeah, there's some exciting stuff as well. And, you know, I suppose one of the other things that we have been focusing on is, you know, our, our merchandise range as well, isn't there? And, and there's some plans, or we're, we should, we're pretty much there in terms of, um, you know, developing the offering at the, the ground is can you give an update on on what the sort of changes that are coming to the sort of merchandise at station park yeah so one of the things that we wanted to do was uh, make the merchandise as available all the time as possible um so we've we've converted part of the the toilet block that was a storage room at the end um with joiners on site this week uh, converting that into a club shop so um, hopefully in the next uh, couple of weeks we'll have that uh, merchandised out um, and and completed ready ready to open. Yeah, I mean in terms of merchandise, I think it's just an update from myself uh, for those listening on where we are. So you know, obviously we we launched three new kits this season, which are for two years, but by all accounts and. Um, I still need. I'm still waiting a hundred percent confirmation on this, but I think we're on course for a record-breaking season in terms of number of kits and quantity of kits actually sold. And um, we've we've now increased obviously as well the um the range of sort of leisure wear, if you like, fan wear um that that's available, and that will now be available in person um within the new um club shop at the ground as well, and you know the Nairn Nairn hats, the bubble hats that were um released just before Christmas have been selling phenomenally well. Um, so we're always looking at how we're, we're improving that range and, you know, giving offerings for, for fans that, you know, people want to wear 
uh, as well. And you know, if anybody's ever got suggestions or requests of things that they'd like to see a sell, by by all means, get in touch. But you know, as as Mark, as you say there, you know, it's looking at how do we can have that sort of consistent offering as well. You know, during the summer especially, we get a lot of people up to the ground. Um, wanting to look around but also be able to buy something and you know we've never always had the opportunity to sell them on the spot but with a sort of more permanent club shop there we'll, we'll have that opportunity which will be great obviously you know advertisers uh, and, and sponsors are a, a big thing for the club mark and you know we've recently had to put up the price of, of our pitch side advertising boards um Again, not a decision taken lightly by the club, but can you give provide a bit of background as to why we needed to do that? Yeah, firstly, a, a big thank you to all the sponsors that did renew, and you know the vast majority did. Um, it's really difficult, and, and anybody who listened to the first podcast will remember me talking about the challenges of, of keeping all the plates spinning, and and this is the the perfect example of that. Is that you know one of the, the biggest challenges we have is, is funding a team that can compete whilst limiting the money charged to supporters whilst trying to provide value to, to sponsors. And this year in particular, like everybody else, we're, we're tackling some huge price increases, um, which has, has prompted us a review not just of advertising boards, but, but everything that, that, that we do. When we reviewed the boards, um, we, we had a look at what other clubs were charging around the league, and we found that, you know, we were one of the cheapest and we're probably really underselling ourselves. Um, and to be honest, even, even after, you know, the, the price increased, we're still a lot cheaper than most. Um, and one of our things we wanted to do was make sure that we were um, giving everybody a, a fair, consistent deal. Yeah. And, and I think people would probably be surprised to know how, just how much one of those boards cost it to, to get, created and, and and put in and that's all at the club cost as, as well so yeah look unfortunately it's the way of the world at the moment in time and but there's as, as you mentioned there that you know there's still a commitment from the club to add value and um you know as you say we're still one of the the cheapest within the league as a whole and it's something that we hope to maintain um going forward off the pitch you know um you, you touched on we touched on the uh, merchandise in, in the club shop there but there's a commitment to improve as much as possible in and around the ground in order to maximise you know the experience and, and open those new revenue revenue channels that we've talked about um, what sort of things have you been looking at so far? Um, probably the, the biggest one I know is when we're looking at very very early stages uh, of, of looking at uh, some, some funding available Um Unfortunately, not for, for floodlights, which I'm, I'm sure you'll go on, but it's for certain other uh, bits of infrastructure. And uh, so we're, we're looking at that to see if we can maybe um, expand on our hospitality offering, um, maybe make that area a bit bigger. Um, it's something that's regularly now selling out um, and it's quite a good um, revenue for, for, for the club. So, um that's that's one of the one of the main ones. Um, I touched on it earlier. You know, I would like to to see if if there's, you know, some some other benefits that we could give to some club nineteen fourteen members, um, and, and various tiers tiers of the their membership. So, um, that's that's all uh, 
I've probably been a bit vague there. Um, a lot of these plans are quite early stages, but uh, watch the space. Yeah, you mentioned them there, but you know, infrastructure-wise, there's always things that come up that that are not always expected. There's always maintenance of things that you know fall into disrepair or or or, or such like floodlights. You mentioned. What can you tell us about the current floodlight situation at Station Park? Um, I think if you're asking any Highland League chairman to write a list of things that they, they don't want to deal with in their tenure, the floodlights would probably definitely be on everybody's list. Um, because at, at the moment, um, we're trying to find out how severe the, the work being carried out is. Um, Rough costings are indicating that could be anywhere between forty and and a hundred thousand. Um, so it's 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 a lot of money. Um, we've got some contractors lined up, and I hope to have some definitive costs, um, in in the next month or so, so we can get a, a plan together. The one positive that has come out of the back of this is that you know we were approached by by Donald Wilson, who who, um, I'm sure sure everybody will will know, um. To mention, he was he was interested in re reigniting the fans' ground improvement fund, um, which he helped coordinate with, with a few hours back in two thousand and thirteen, uh, which raised over hundred thousand uh, towards various infrastructure projects at the park and um, the the Davy Johnson stand to, to name but one. So delighted to to be moving forward with that, and there's some great ideas already on how to raise some funds. Yeah, and I think we probably need to be clear that the. There's no danger that floodlights are going to keel over uh, mid-game or, or, or anything like that at the moment. So, But, you know, we, we are one of a handful of clubs, you know, in, in the Highland League at the moment in time that, you know, have to, you know, look at a shelf life of, of their floodlights. And, and it's one thing that we have identified that, you know, there is, it's coming to the end of that sort of shelf life that we are going to have to replace like like a number of different things and as I said you know a number of different clubs and yeah uh, unfortunately it's just a, a, a pricey one of, of uh, things that we need to change. I think that's almost the difficult thing is that you know that they are functioning you know there is you know there's not a, a pending safety issue um, you know it's, it's, it's nothing you know it might be be fine for, for for long enough, um. But we know at some point they are going to be looked at, and, and we're trying to be proactive about it so we can have time to to raise the, the money we need without impending on our, our other plans. Yeah, and and I think one hundred percent, and I think when you look at, you know, <laughs> our floodlights, I think we got them in the seventies, and I think they were second, even second hand back then, sort of thing. And you know, advances in, in technology and and things like LED lighting. And if we really want to go fancy, you can get collapsible towers now, and so for easier maintenance and you know, longer term. And we'll come on to it next in terms of community. But we, as a committee and as a club, are wanting to do more with Station Park committee wise. But if we can get you know the right floodlights in place. Um, you know that that can go a little bit towards the way of, of helping with that. And you know, community community is something that's obviously extremely important to the club, and, and something, um, Mark, you talked about uh, on this very podcast when you were first appointed. You know, we've obviously done made some progress with um the community youth 
side of, of things within the town. Can you give any update on, on club plans and perhaps some longer term aims? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from a football point of view, um, as, as, as you mentioned, uh, a lot of people know we joined forces with uh, Nair Soccer Servants and, and Nair Fire, um, which is really the, the beginning of a, a journey of us being able to bring football to, to kids of all ages, um, which has prompted a, a kickstart of us, um, again, very early stages of establishing a community trust uh, which which will be a a, ch- a charity, um, which will open a, a number of doors, um, funding wise for 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 us, um, and we have actually just this week appointed appointed somebody into the role of head of community football, uh, which will see the start of some very exciting projects for the club. Yeah, definitely, and obviously we've got an ongoing commitment to like some Mikey's line and and Team Hamish, and we've got. We I think mentioned it on the last podcast or, or or an email, but we are gonna have a team Hamish fundraising game that is so our game against Huntley on Saturday eleventh of March. We will um be doing some activity around that game for, for Team Hamish and you know our Christmas Eve dip raised seven hundred pounds for for a uh, split between Mikey's line and uh and Team Hamish and you know. More, it's something that we're we're committed to doing longer term and, and not just one offs. So, um, yeah, you know, across the board, whether it's the football offering and the or you know other community organisations, it is something as a club that we we are very much committed to and and, and wanting to to continue. As a hallmark, though, what a bit of a tough question, you know, but what do you think the club? What do you feel the club needs to improve on going forward? It was it was it was a few difficult questions here, Michael. But I think uh, that one probably was the hardest. And if I could narrow it down to to one thing, so obviously off the pitch, um, be solidifying the fan base. Um, you know, get local people back to to Station Park, some businesses back to Station Park. Um, in many ways, you know, the onus is is on us for that. You know. The boys are, are are playing incredibly well. We know at the moment, and you know that's seen some people back in the attendance get better at, at Station Park. Um, I think you know if, if we uh, you know get some of our our plans in place uh, and improve the experience at Station Park, and you know, certainly you know our our plans with the youth and some of our community plans should also help to get people through the gate. And you know, in in turn, all these things. You know, we, we've talked a lot tonight about improving tea hat and improving merchandise and all these things. And you know, we need people through the gate to 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 see the fruit of that. Yeah, and you know, where where do you think then on the flip side of that, the sort of biggest challenges lie? Um, I think most most clubs will, will will have the same problem. It's, it's probably probably always always a, a problem. Um, even when, when the world's in a better place, but without a doubt, I mean, it has to be fundraising. Um, you know, we've probably got some of the most ambitious plans that the club have had for quite some time. Um, and we're trying to do that that time that the world is absolutely upside down with, with huge inflation and, and, and rising costs. Um. You know, future being felt by our sponsors, our supporters, and everybody. Um, which is why you know we're we're 
who are focused on improving their existing revenue streams and as well as been trying to be inventive with some new ones. Yeah, and, and, and to do that, you know, obviously it, it requires some expertise and, and, and people that have got certain skill sets, etc. You know, is there any plans at the moment in time to, to strengthen the committee? Um, I think I mean, the club in general um, are always looking to recruit volunteers. And, and as we grow, there are more and more things being done, whether that be from a hospitality point of view, a tea hat point of view, a steward's point of view. I think even yourself, Michael, are, are looking for, for somebody from a, a marketing point of view. Um, at committee level, you know, we're, we're looking to strengthen in certain areas. Um, as I, and then you mentioned, you know, we've already filled the role of head of community football. Uh, it was one that was particularly keen to, to get involved at the committee level. Um, at the moment, you know, we, we, we've got some voids, um, mainly looking for somebody with some financial experience, somebody with some legal experience, suitable commercial experience, and some events experience. Yeah, and I think, you know, if it, if anybody listening to this knows anybody or, or maybe thinks they, they've got something they, they might want to offer you know we're always open to having those conversations and and seeing how we can get you know other people involved all right we'll, we'll finish on though you know if we if and when you know we we, we talk again in a, in a year's time what would you like to be reflecting on over the, the previous sort of 12 months i think you know i'd like to be reflecting on the uh, community trust uh, being up and running. Uh, I like to feel I mean the, the best uh, day out in the Highland League, and uh, hopefully we're a bit of luck the Premier team in the north. <laughs> yeah, and we're uh, as we're recording this, we've uh, we just found out that we're uh, got one of the best pies in the Scotch pies in the Highland League. So yeah, we're, we're on our way to the best day out. <laughs> Um, Mark, thanks very much for your time. Um, very much appreciated for you joining us. And you know, yeah, look, an exciting time ahead for the club. A lot of hard work, um, required across the board for, from from committee volunteers and 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 everybody else. But you know, it is really a a great time to be involved with the club and and a great time to, you know, get get back up to Station Park if you've not been in a while. But um, for for those that have have been there and, and stuck through it all at the moment in time thank you very much and yeah ho hopefully a strong finish to the season uh, and, and a big summer ahead you know for for looking at the not that you want to wish your life away and, and, and get too far ahead but you know it's going to be a big summer for the club on and off the pitch and um, an exciting sort of year 18 months ahead hopefully and um, yeah we'll, we'll check back in Mark at some point in the not so distant future thanks Michael